0: let's go
1: hello fit fizz friends and thank you so much for listening once again today in cases this is your first time listening. I'm Kelly Wilson, owner of fitfizstudio.com, and I am a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease educator, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 25 years. I'm here to help you ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles, give you knowledge for making the smartest choices for your own health, and to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. The information shared is for educational and informational purposes only. All right, I have a guest joining me today on the show, and his name is Brian Dennison. He's a runner, and he has accomplished quite a lot of things in both running and with his health that he's going to share today. And I certainly don't know much about running myself, but I know that some of you listening are runners, so the fact that he can share an interesting perspective of some very long distance running along with the health aspect is why I wanted to have him on the show today. I have actually known Brian for most of my life, and we grew up going to school together. We were about we were a year apart, and so we're Facebook friends, and he, as he was posting some of his experiences, I was really intrigued to hear lots of details, so I thought he would be a great guest, and I thought this would be fun. So, Brian, thank you so much for sharing your time here on the show today, and welcome.
0: Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it.
1: All right. So... I've got a ton of questions for you, so let's get into it. So let's just start where it makes sense to start. Tell me a little bit about how and when you started running.
0: Well, uh, I guess I attempted a few different times, probably starting back in maybe 2012, 2013, uh, to kind of get into it. I never was a big fan of running. And um, I'd start like a couch to 5K program, go a few weeks, and then just kind of die off um, but about 2015, I was kind of in the midst of, of heavy workload at work. Uh, I was finishing up my bachelor's degree at the time. So I was just super stressed, had a couple young kids too. And, um, as that started to die down, I, you know, it's like, well, what can I do to get rid of some of this stress? And, I uh, went back to the running and the, the couch to 5k program that I downloaded and just started working my way through it. Um, awesome. So- So really by about the end of 15, I think I was finally up to, you know, about a 5k distance and just kind of kept going from there.
1: This makes it even more impressive for me hearing that you didn't even really start taking it seriously until about five years ago, or maybe a little bit less than that. So um, that's really cool because you've, you've gone into some longer races, which I'm super fascinated by. So tell me, give me kind of the increments of after the 5k, how did it increase from there?
0: Yeah. So I think in 2016, um, I just kind of started adding on a little bit more mileage and and this was all road running at the time. And, um, eventually I had talked to a friend of mine who did some running and he was a trail runner. And so he had mentioned, Hey, you know, if you don't like out there running out on the roads, just go check out some of the local hiking trails, you know, bunch of us get together run out there and and they have trail races and you know a great group of people and Mm -hmm. uh so one day I just decided to drive out to one of the local parks hop on the trail ran about four or five miles out there and and it was an entirely different experience you know there's solitude um, just easier on the body you know that type of thing and just uh really got into that portion of it so okay I guess 16, um, started to ramp up on the trail running more. And, um, that's when I kind of got introduced to the, to some of the ultra marathon stuff that was going on around and, um, decided I kind of want to be part of that at some point. So I, you know, ramped up training, uh, probably middle of 16 with the idea in mind that early 17, I would, you know, attempt one of these so-called ultra marathons at some point.
1: Wow. That's really cool. So, is could you, could you just define an ultra marathon for me and everybody?
0: Yeah, sure. So, an ultra marathon is basically anything more than marathon distance. So, twenty six point okay. two miles is a marathon. Twenty six point three would be considered an ultra marathon. Um, mm-hmm. Most of them start around thirty miles or or fifty k distance is kind of where they start, and then they go up from there. You know, all the way up okay. to two three hundred miles, sometimes even more.
1: Wow, I didn't even realize that that was such a thing. Like, if you if I would have had to guess before I saw you talking about all this stuff, I would have guessed that maybe a handful of people in the world ran these long distances. But for an, for an ultra marathon, is it a mix of um, like paved running and the the um, uh, what's the trail. word?
0: The trail.
1: The trails, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, it can vary. It depends on the race. So at least, you know, in my area, most of them are, uh, on just on trails. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there might be a little bit of pavement or like bike trails or something like that, where you might cross over. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some ultra marathons that are ran strictly on road, um, or, you know, old, old, um, I guess bike trails, you know, that are kind of like the old uh, railroad pass and, and trails there mm. that they've converted into bike trails. Okay, Like in the Chicago area, they do one along the lakefront up there that's a 50K oh. and a 50 miler, you know, that runs along the, the lake, so.
1: Oh, cool. Okay, so tell, go ahead and tell everybody about your longest distance that you've ever done.
0: Uh, well, I guess back in November, I attempted my first 100-mile race in southern Illinois, and... Uh, didn't quite accomplish the goal there. Uh, we basically got to 78 miles in about 20, just under 24 hours, I guess. Um, oh my gosh. yeah, That's still
1: incredible. Like I, this is where I have so many questions about how that works. So go <laughs> ahead with what you were saying.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, so there's cutoffs in these races, right. From a timing perspective. So, okay. so you're not there forever. Um, and in that situation there, I think it was 30 hours, you had to finish that race. And wow. basically just, you know, nighttime killed us and uh, kind of just slowed down a little mm-hmm. bit there and uh, coming back to, it was an out and back, I guess, if that makes sense from the start finish, you went out mm-hmm. about 12 and a half miles, came back to the start finish and you went out the other end, 12 and a half mm-hmm. miles and came back to the start finish. And, um, and then you did it again to get oh. your hundred miles. So, okay. Uh, Yeah, coming back in, uh, we just realized at that point, it was going to kind of be a little bit too much of a crunch, even though we still had, you know, six hours to go 22 miles. But uh, when you get to that late in the game, you're not moving all that fast. So Oh,
1: yeah. I bet your body's really screaming, like, what are you doing to me?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've Uh, been awake and moving the entire time, so.
1: Yeah, and so... Gosh, I have so many questions. <laughs> so you ba- just basically start at the crack of dawn to give everybody optimal daylight time?
0: Most races do, yeah. Most of them will start around 6, 7 in the morning. And then, you know, you've got anywhere between 30 to 36 hours for like a 100 mile distance, depending on, uh, you know, where they ran and, and type of terrain and that type of thing.
1: Okay. And so what do you do to fuel your body during that? Do they have stations or how does that work?
0: They do. Yeah. So typically about every eh, three to six miles, there'll be an aid station um, that'll be serving up, you know, different types of food. Uh, A lot, there's a lot of different products out there that, you know, you can drink your calories, so to speak. Um, Mm -hmm. One that I'm a big fan of is called tailwind and it's basically a, it's just a powder um, that's full of electrolytes and calories and, you know, you mix it in water, you throw it into a a camelback or whatever and and drink off of that. Um, Okay. And then you start to introduce, at least I do, start to introduce solid foods, maybe like four or five hours in, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you can get your hands on at that point, because, you know, you're starving. So you're looking for, you'll see things anywhere from cheeseburgers and pizza to, you know, quesadillas and <laughs> and fruits and pickles. Wow. I mean, some, some places have liquor. I mean, it's just, oh my
1: God, it's, it's so, everything. So it's basically just like fans that want to be there to have food for you to access and, people to have a good time doing that kind of thing they just set up along the route
0: well those are volunteers basically that'll set up at the aid stations and the the race you know the race directors coordinate all that so they make sure that they have it um because it's a necessity you know for people and and a lot of times there's um you know some sort of a medical aid there that you can get if you need it you know people start to get blisters when they've been out there that long and yeah um, Colder races, you know, people can get cold hypothermia. So there's, there's a lot of like warming stations, uh, fires, that type of stuff too, just to, to sit down, take a load off, get some calories, mm-hmm. uh, warm up and get back on the trail.
1: Wow. but I imagine that's a lot of planning as far as like the clothing and the fuel and we'll, we'll get into the whole mindset thing too, because I have questions on that, but do you, it is sad to think, you know, there probably are injuries. Did you stay, stay in one piece? You made it without serious injuries?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did, uh, I guess some blisters that, that kind of started to form late later in the race, really from just more walking than running at that point. And, mm-hmm. you know, your body's just not prepared for that. At least mine yeah. isn't, you know, well, some blisters start to form.
1: Yeah. I'm sure it would start to take a toll on anybody. Mm-hmm. And, so, what, around, around what time of day was it when you decided to to say that was your end, the end for you that day?
0: Well, so we had started at, I think, 7 o'clock on a Saturday morning. So, that would have been about 6 a.m. on Sunday. So, it was almost 24 hours, 6.30, I think, something like that.
1: Oh, my gosh. And then, did you was your family there to just kind of let you collapse in the car on the way home? Or what do you do after that? Or are you too... <laughs> are you too, uh, is your body just in this state that it's not able to rest or what does that feel like?
0: No, I mean, it pretty much collapsed. So at that point, once I decided I was done, uh, they had like a warming station there, you know, since this was in November, it was, it's pretty chilly at night. Um, and that's part of the issue too, is, you know, you talked about clothing and whatnot, but, um, I just walked into the the warming station there, which was basically just inside a a large building. And Mm -hmm. they had, um, uh, heated blankets and things plugged in and just some lady was getting up. She'd had her rest. She was done. She's like, here, mm-hmm. take this one. I collapsed on the floor for
1: wow. I don't
0: know, probably about 30 minutes. And then, yeah. Then the family started to wake me up and said, Hey, you know, let's get out of here. So,
1: yeah. Wow. That, that makes for a really long day. So, um, how, give me a little bit of idea how you prepare for this. Like, obviously I think, Well, you know, it's, it's pretty, I would say, maybe I'm wrong. I want to say kind of common knowledge, how people train for marathons. You know, there's training programs, how you gradually build up and, um, but do you know how that differs with what you're doing or how do you go about even training your body for something like that?
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing that you just need to get your body accustomed to, there's, there's really two things. It's just time on your feet. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're not, at least for me and, and probably most of the average trail runners aren't speed demons by any means, you know, it's just, yeah. uh, I guess that's kind of where it differs from the marathon crowds where a lot of marathon runners, you know, it's just a little bit more competitive out here. It's, Hey, if you're setting your goal to finish a hundred miles, it doesn't really matter if you're first or last, just, just get yeah. it done.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. And yeah. she, I mean, even just the marathons amaze me. So this is just so fascinating to me I'd give you so much credit so talk to me a little bit about the whole mindset thing like um, are there uh, do you listen to any experts that have like you know mental tricks to play with yourself that after all those hours pass or do you listen to music or what do you do mentally
0: yeah it just really varies I mean everybody has a different approach is what I've learned. You know, I've, I've picked people's brains that's, you know, completed numerous types of long distance races that I know. And, and they go about things one way and you talk to somebody else, they go about things differently. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's just really kind of finding your own groove. So sometimes I listen to music. I mean, I've listened to podcasts. I've listened to audio books. Uh, you know, if you get into a race and, and pair up with people that are running it, you know, you can pass a lot of time just talking and getting to know people. Oh, yeah. You
1: know, that well, that's bit. good. I, I didn't even think of that as an option because I'd be so winded. I wouldn't be able to talk. But yeah. that's great. That's cool. So I, I imagine is it probably is that pretty much everybody's pretty encouraging of each other because you're all going through a similar struggle?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, everybody's you know, as you're passing people, they're telling you great job, and, and sometimes people are giving you high fives, and that's, you know, depending on the type of course, like the one that I did in, in Southern Illinois, you know, the fact that you would pass by people uh, that were doing different parts of the race at that point in time, I mean, even the elite runners, you know, that are out there, the professionals that are well mm-hmm. ahead of me, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're still encouraging, right, they're running by, great job, you look great, keep it going, and, you know, at that point, some, awesome. of those, some of those people are you know, thirty miles ahead of me, but uh, <laughs> you know, they're doing great.
1: Yeah, so. that's cool. I'm sure that does make a big difference in the 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 mental aspect of it to just get a little bit of encouragement from people who know what it feels like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. It's a pretty positive group. I mean, the community is. It, I mean, that's part of it for me, at least. Is just you know everybody's there for a common goal and. And people will help you out for whatever you need to get it done. I mean, even strangers, you know, if they see you struggling and, um, yeah. you know, come up and, hey, what can I do for you? Can I fill your water bottle? Can I get you some food? You know, do you get blisters? Let me take a look at your feet. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty great. amazing. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's really cool. That's. That definitely would make me feel a lot more secure going into it just knowing that that part of it um, I'm I'm not that I would ever consider doing it I'm so, so not a runner
0: <laughs> well I wasn't either five years ago so never don't ever say never right
1: well that's true I do have some some family members that are pretty into running so maybe I'll just convince them to do it <laughs> Yep, yep so um, I, I'd have some more running questions if we have time for them later, but I want to switch gears and have you talk about some of the big health changes that you noticed and yeah. whatever you want to share with us.
0: Yeah. So like I so said, when I got started in 15, I mean, I was probably at the heaviest I'd ever been. Um, I was pushing right around 340 pounds at the time. Um, okay. Pretty unhealthy, really. It wasn't mm-hmm. sleeping well. Uh, high blood pressure medicine. I think I had just gone to the doctor for a checkup and, you know, he's like, Hey, you're, you're pushing borderline pre-diabetic, uh, Mm -hmm. pre-diabetic, you know, borderline high cholesterol. Mm -hmm. Uh, You got a couple young kids at home. You probably got to think about changing your diet or doing something different, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, that's where I just, maybe I'll try the running thing again and just slowly started to get into it. and
1: Yeah. Good for you, especially you said you were going to school at the same time, right?
0: I was, yeah. And, and that's actually kind of how it transitioned out because um, I was I was working full time and, and going to school full time on the weekends and at night and online and everything else. And wow. as that wound up in late 15, you know, I found myself with a little bit of free time from not having to do all that all the time. And
1: it's oh, okay.
0: Like, well, if I don't need to go to class all weekend, you know, I yeah. can sneak out for an hour and grab a you know, a four or, five, four or five mile run and okay, was able to just kind of build on that.
1: That's great. And you, you have two kids, right? Yep. Yep. So that's great for them to see you demonstrate that dedication too. Did they come and see you at the end of the race?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. They've pretty much been the, the majority. Well, I can't say they've been the majority of them. Some of them I ran actually start at night um, and yeah. won't finish till, you know, two, three in the morning. But um, the last couple that I've done, in 2019. Uh yeah, they were there for the whole thing and you know, encouraged yeah. by it and just, you know, it's it's pretty neat. They get pretty yeah. excited about yeah.
1: it. Yeah, that's so cool. They're probably your best cheerleaders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. So, going back to the health thing. So, you said you were at your heaviest around 3:40? Yep, yep. And so, that's super commendable to just get started because would you say that was one of the hardest parts is just getting started?
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, I was always, I've always been bigger and, and athletic, but mm-hmm. you know, just to go out and start moving, and f- especially for me, because I have a pretty competitive nature. So, mm-hmm. you know, to get out and start running, and then you're looking at your times and wow, you know, that mile took me 12, 14 minutes, whatever it was. And I'm mm-hmm. you know, never going to be a fast runner, or I'm never going to be able to go further than a mile or two miles. And you know, so that's part of that, that mindset for me anyway, is just to push myself a little bit further and a little bit faster, you know, without getting hurt Yeah, and trying to push through that. And, and, you know, once I got, once I've found out that, I don't know, most runners will probably tell you the same thing, that it doesn't matter how much you run, at least for me, every single run, the first two miles are horrible every time. (laughs) Oh, really? Every time you want to stop, you want to quit. You're like, this is horrible. Why am I doing this? And then you kind of kind of get through that wall and start going forward. And, and so I think a lot of first-time runners struggle with that because uh-huh. they don't see, they don't get to kind of that, I don't know if it's necessarily the runner's high, but you don't start to get the endorphins moving and
1: okay. know,
0: kind of kick through that, that first barrier, you know?
1: Okay, that makes sense. Maybe that's my problem because I don't think I've ever ran more than a mile and a half at a time.
0: Yep, there you go. You <laughs> need to go two Okay, and a half and
1: okay. you'll feel well, better. That that could be the tip of the day. And yeah. that's super encouraging for anybody listening because you said there was a point where you thought, oh, I'm never going to even make it to a mile or two miles.
0: Yeah, absolutely. you know
1: it's just a handful of years ago. So that's super awesome. And then eventually you started to see pounds falling off and tell yeah. us more about that.
0: Yeah. So once I started ramping up some mileage and then, uh, you know, pounds just started basically just waste away um Mm -hmm. in 2016 I guess is really where I started ramping up and and was running quite a bit um you know to the point sometimes where I'd get out on a trail and and run 20 miles at one time out there for you know sometimes five six hours at a time and Uh um that's incredible yeah I mean it was feeling great and so probably in 16 I'm not sure on the weight side but over the course of about a year i probably dropped about 75 pounds
1: wow that is so commendable i really applaud you for that and i can imagine it it i mean i don't want to speak for you but i it probably was you know you kept having these physical rewards and feeling better just feeling better moving your body so it probably made you want to keep going
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean I like to eat, so yeah. <laughs> the ability to go out and burn, you know, yeah, five thousand calories and then come home and eat pretty much whatever you want was was yeah. cool. that was definitely appealing to me, right?
1: Yeah, because your body needs a whole lot of extra fuel when you're burning up that many calories. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Um, so and then you started noticing your blood pressure went down and your doctor was probably surprised. Like, what are you doing, Brian?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he was actually pretty excited about it, you know. And I, and it got to the point where, from the blood pressure side, I was still on medication, but I started questioning it at that point, mm-hmm. you know, because it was, uh, having the negative effect, you know, right. It was starting to bring my blood pressure down further than it needed to be. And I went back and and talked to him was like, Hey, I'm not sure I need this anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's like, you know, Hey, let's, let's take you off of it. Let's try it out for a while. You know, see how it goes. And, um, in the meantime, you know, I was still losing weight too. And, and the blood work was getting better. He was pretty excited about it. It still had some, some ways to go, especially with, uh, the cholesterol numbers and things. But, Mm -hmm. um, that was, I guess I was probably in 16. And then as I got, came back around in 17, things had really improved to the point where, you know, he's like, Hey, you're in really good shape here. Um, I think awesome. at that point I was down about a hundred pounds. Wow. It was so, yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty fantastic at that
1: point. That is so cool. I'm really happy for you. That is a huge, huge accomplishment. That is so awesome. I hope, I'm sure it's inspiring several people listening. So that's, very very cool um is there anything else about your health before I change topics on you again
0: no I don't think so I mean from that standpoint not really uh you know 2019 was probably my biggest year running wise mileage wise for sure um I ran just a little over 1200 miles you know in training and whatnot um my levels back in October I think across the board were you know top-notch. In fact, the doctor really applauded me on it. He's like, hey, this is great. He's like, your your cholesterol levels uh, are better than people that are on medication. He's like, these wow. are some of the best I've seen today. So, you know, awesome. keep it up. So that's kind of where we left it.
1: That is so fantastic. That is really great. So uh, you're talking about the mileage, which r- reminds me of some of my other questions about shoes. I've, Like I said, I'm not a runner, but as people always ask me, what are the best running shoes? So let's talk about your shoes a little bit. I know sure. there was a controversy with the Nike running shoes in the Chicago Marathon last fall. I don't know if you heard about that. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, that was just one random thing that came into mind. But do you have a favorite or do you have good advice that you like to give people on running shoes or how fast do you go through shoes? Let's talk about shoes.
0: Yeah, so kind of the rule of thumb on on longevity for shoes is you know five six hundred miles or so uh they start to wear out now you know that's subjective but Mm -hmm. uh what i found out at least last year i did a lot of running on the road just because of the the hundred mile race i was training for was more on on flat ground than it was on trail so i kind of tried to mimic that but i found you know right around five six hundred miles you know the knees would start to hurt a little more the hips would start to hurt a little more and uh, you know, you pick up another pair of shoes and a lot of that pain goes away. So
1: wow.
0: it, it varies, but you get out on the trail and start getting into trails. I mean, my shoes on the trails definitely don't last quite that far and quite that long just because of the the terrain and, um, you know, the ups and downs on the hills and the side to sides and you know,
1: oh, okay. you're running, through,
0: running through creeks and mud and that type of stuff. So, yeah.
1: Um,
0: but from a brand standpoint, you know, there's so many different ones out there. Um, I finally did go, you know, just to a running store and get fitted, you know, went through a whole 45 minute fitting process to see what my options are and, and try on a bunch of different shoes. And, um, unfortunately for me, I wear an extra wide, like a four E, okay. so it really limits my, oh. my options.
1: Yeah. That's unfortunate. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, it is. So, you don't get the really uh, cool looking shoes, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, definitely need to go for function over style for that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> so, is there, since we're talking about gear and stuff, is there any kind of special running gear that you've found that you're like, oh, I love this stuff. I can't live without it. Like, I don't know what kind of gear there is, but is there anything... Well-
0: I mean, for, for cold running gear, this, this winter, I've really fallen in love with a lot of the Under Armour cold gear stuff. I mean, it's been fantastic for, okay. you know, for running outside in some of these colder, colder conditions. But, um, other than that, it's really just summertime. It's just a pair of gym shorts and a, you know, yeah. moisture wicking t-shirt and head on out and go for ready it. ready to
1: go. Cool. Yeah. So, um, do you have, what are your next plans for running?
0: Uh, it's a good question. I have not signed. Well, I, I have signed up for another hundred mile race in October. Okay. Um, that's that'll be happening. It actually runs along the Hennepin Canal. It's called the Hennepin Hundred. Oh, okay. Um, it's another kind of flat trail that runs parallel to the to the Hennepin Canal there, and um, I'll be doing that in October. But uh, there's a big local race coming up here first weekend in April. Uh, and they have distances from 10 miles to 200 miles. Wow. So I haven't decided what I'm going to do there yet, but probably do the 50 mile race there. Uh-huh. Um, I've ran that race three times now. Wow. Uh, the 30, 30 mile twice and then the 50 mile once. So.
1: Uh-huh. so do you kind of plan them out? To Obviously, you can't run like several hundred mile races a year. Well, I mean, you could, but obviously it's a lot harder on your body. So do you kind of space out like the distance wise, like plan it to like have minimal impact on your body or does that not really matter?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, for me, it does just because my body's pretty beat up. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I have a bad knee. Uh, I've wow. actually got two pretty bad hips with uh, some uh, labral tears in one of them. And so oh I kind of work around it, you know, but um oh, wow you know i've only tried the 100 mile distance once so this is going to be another go at that you know in october and i think for me it's just because of the training cycle yeah Uh, make sure i'm comfortable going into it i mean some of these younger guys will just you know they'll run 30 miles in the off season for a few weeks and hop into a 50 mile race no problem and and uh, not have issues but at my age i just can't do that so yeah
1: um, yeah you want to uh you want to be able to run longer rather than just like beat up your body all in one season.
0: Exactly. Yep. Yep.
1: And also too, now that I think of it, because we live in Illinois and this has been a pretty mild winter, but do you just go out no matter what the weather is or how do you deal with the weather?
0: i try to do more of that this year. Uh, Just, I'm not a fan of the treadmill. So Mm -hmm. if I do anything on the treadmill, it's usually short distance and you know maybe something with some speed work in it or i'll put it on like max incline and just climb you know just to get used to climbing hills and things like that yeah. um but uh yeah this winter i've done a lot more outdoor running than i have in the past as long as there's not snow and ice on the ground you can usually get around it
1: do you have in a like perfect world no injuries perfect weather money were no object schedule were no issue what would be your ideal ultimate race ever
0: yeah oh man that's a tough question there's so many <laughs> good ones um
1: would you like to go say like to another part of the world or not really yeah
0: i mean there's some over there there's some great ones that are on the west coast uh that run out you know in the oregon and pacific northwest area oh i, mean, there's I some, bet there's uh there's one that a lot of people try to get into every year called Leadville in Colorado that I know some people have ran um, and it's a whole lottery system to get into oh there's just there's like some elite type races around that you know you have to have qualifications to get into
1: okay that's what I was going to ask you too yeah so I don't know if there's
0: I don't know if there's any specific one but okay you know, I would definitely do a bunch more if money and time and, and health were not. Were
1: not yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And having to work. Exactly. All that stuff. So um, I have one final question for you. Um, is there any good advice that you would give the Brian in 2015 who was just starting the couch to 5K about running? What advice would you give?
0: I'd probably tell him to slow down a little bit and just ease into it. I think um, probably in late 16 early 17 I just went a little bit too fast and ramping up mileage and you know that's when I kind of ended up hurt for a while and had to sit Mm -hmm. a few months out um 17 was was kind of a rough year for a few months there and um you know I think it's just you got to learn to take it easy you want to go faster farther Mm -hmm. um as soon as possible but it's just it's not a great way to go about it
1: and also too with the amount of weight that you lost I'm sure you noticed uh difference in your pace was that probably do you have any idea if it was a lot more of an improvement than your average runner might see in training
0: um I don't know it's hard to tell because I mean I you know just from the training and then the weight loss yeah I mean obviously you get much faster Um,
1: you're not in it to for the speed though obviously no not not very often I mean every once in a
0: while especially depending on your training cycle, like right now I'm doing a lot of shorter runs, you know, that are three, four or five miles at the the moment, just because it's colder out. And, you know, so I I was just thinking this morning when I was running, I was, man, I'm I'm actually running pretty decent mile times for myself. And then you start thinking, well, is there a 5k maybe I could hop into and just, you know, knock it out. Yeah. Yeah, Right. (laughs)
1: That yeah, I can imagine that must be like, oh yeah, I'll just do this on a whim. <laughs> so that's pretty cool that you could be able to do that now I and mean, to look back to where you started.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's been quite the journey for sure.
1: Incredible. Well, thank you so much for telling us all about that. I think that's all so interesting. You should be so proud of yourself with all that you've accomplished with the the running and with your health. So I really appreciate you being here. And thank you, everybody who was listening. Um, If you would like to show some extra gratitude for the show, please leave a review. Let us know what you liked the most about today's episode. And until next time, breathe, stay strong, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.